Live from the Jacob Media Studios, it's Serving Our Nation with Dr. Paul McCullough on News Talk 1400 WOND. Be inspired, learn and understand the power of becoming a servant leader and transform your life while serving our nation. Meet those who have served our country. Learn about prosperity and overcome sickness, poverty, and despair. Serving Our Nation begins right now. And a good Sunday afternoon, everyone, and welcome into the debut broadcast of Serving Our Nation with Dr. Paul McCullough as we come to you proudly on News Talk 1400 WOND. And, uh, Dr. Paul McCullough, let me bring you in and welcome you in to uh, what will be a incredible inspirational run, I predict, with your new radio show. Thanks so much, Joe. And first, I want to give thanks to God for bringing me to this point in my life. I'm just a kid from South Philadelphia, but I take comfort in Philippians 4.13 that says, I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. Well, you're sitting behind a microphone right now and uh, speaking to a big audience here uh, on News Talk 1400. So on behalf of the audience, we thank you as well uh, and have a great voyage. Thank you, Joe. And I really want to give a special thanks to you, Joe, and to Joe Griffiths for giving me this opportunity. It's really something very special. Yep, no doubt about that. And anybody who uh, is from the South Jersey market obviously uh, has heard the name Joe Griffiths. It's synonymous with uh, all of the great work that he does for the military, for the veterans around not only the Delaware Valley, but also around the country. And so I want to just give the listening audience just a little bit of background about me. As I mentioned, I'm from South Philadelphia, and when I was a kid, I worked at a place called Catch's Bakery. And why that's relevant is when I asked for the job, my uncle was the one that hired me, and he said, well, you need to be in tomorrow morning at 4 a.m. And that took me by surprise a little bit. And he said, well, I serve a lot of customers, and we have to make bread. And so if you want to be part of this organization, you have to be willing to do what's necessary to serve other people. And so at a very young age, I got a taste of what it means to serve other people and the sacrifice that's part of that deal. Well, the name of this show, uh, in case you missed it, coming out of the uh, open, uh, is Serving Our Nation. And our objective, or your objective, uh, over the next 60, mon- 60 minutes, over uh, every hour on Sunday, here on WOND, uh, is to deliver that message, serving our nation. Yeah, and, you know, one of the uh, next places where I really learned about servant leadership and just have a burning desire for ministry is when I went to Holy Spirit School and Church. And at the time, I thought I wanted to be a priest, and I found out that priests aren't allowed to be married and have kids, so that does changed a little bit. Now I'm licensed minister in the Assemblies of God, but the desire for being in ministry was started at a really young age. And after Holy Spirit, I went to St. John Newman. So that was important to me because I met my lifelong friend of 30 years. But it also happens to be the same school where my future friend, pastor, and mentor, Pastor Phil Caparelli, who's going to be my second guest on the show today, we went to that same school. And subsequent to that, I went to King's College, where I met two lifelong friends, my wife of 23 years and the Honorable Patrick J. Murphy, who's my first guest on the show today. And both of those individuals taught me the importance and the value of servant leadership. So that's enough about me. If you want to learn more about me and the work that I'm doing, please take a look at my website. It's reverenddrpaul.com. That's R-E-V-D-R-Paul.com. So I just want to briefly give you the idea and the heart behind serving our nation. I want to offer hope and encouragement to our listeners because there's so much despair and people that are wondering where their next meal is going to come from. They say, well, I don't have time to serve other people. I'm barely making ends meet myself. And so by 
giving encouraging stories each week and having guests that are on the show that are servant leaders and are making a difference in the country and in the nation by not worrying about money and focusing on servant leadership, those stories can show that when you serve others, you're not just blessing others, blessing comes back to you in a very big way. Tell me about, real quick, we have two minutes until we get to our first uh, commercial break on serving our nation, uh, Reverend Paul. Dr. Paul, tell me uh, about your uh, military service. You've got a long, long history uh, of serving uh, in the military. Yeah, I served for 20 years, two months, and two weeks, but who's counting? And, you know, what I'm really excited about, when I retired, I actually had both of my guest speakers spoke at my retirement ceremony. The Honorable Patrick J. Murphy was the first Iraq War veteran elected to Congress, and he was the 32nd Undersecretary of the Army. He also serves on the board of multiple Fortune 500 companies. He's the author of a book called Taking the Hill. He was previously a a host of a show on MSNBC called Taking the Hill. He has a media production company called Taking the Hill. And he's also the founder of two PACs, political action committees, one at the state level called Kennedy Democrats, and another at the federal level called, you guessed it, Taking the Hill. Pastor Phil Caparelli, he's the development pastor at Kingsway Church, and he's also the director of Kingsway Leadership School. He's also in charge of the Leadership Program, Growth Track Program, the Next Steps Program, Second Saturday, and the Sunday Experience. And I'm so thankful to have them as guests on the show today, Joe. All right. We'll get right to it. You're listening to Serving Our Nation with Dr. Paul McCullough as we broadcast you live on a Sunday afternoon here on News Talk 1400 WOND. James behind the board running all the controls. We'll get to our first commercial break. On the other side of the break, Honorable Patrick Murphy will join Dr. Paul McCullough back in a moment. We want our blessings in our pocket. South Jersey's News Talk, 1400 WOND. You're listening to Serving Our Nation with Dr. Paul McCullough, a Jacob Media Production. Live on a Sunday afternoon here on News Talk, 1400 WOND. It's the debut of Serving Our Nation with Dr. Paul McCullough. Paul, all yours, sir. Thanks so much, Joe. Patrick, thank you so much for taking the time to join us here today. Patrick, are you there? We're waiting to bring in the Honorable Patrick Murphy, who's joining us here uh, on the opening show. Uh, So just be patient with us as we come to you live here on uh, Serving Our Nation. Uh, James, just give me a cue when we have uh, Patrick ready. Give the audience, if you will, Paul, uh, just a quick backdrop again uh, on Patrick Murphy, some of his bullet points as you're going to bring him in. Patrick was the first Iraq War veteran elected to Congress, and he was the 32nd Undersecretary of the Army. All right, so with that uh, introduction, now we'll bring in the Honorable Patrick Murphy, who joins Dr. Paul McCullough on Serving Our Nation. Patrick, are you with us? Hey, it is great to be on the debut of Serving Our Nation with my good friend Paul McCullough, uh, the Reverend McCullough, and let me tell you, Reverend Paul is a leader of character, uh, and to to both of you, thanks so much for having me on. It's, It's my honor. Patrick, thank you so much for joining us today. Patrick, not many people know this about you because you're a very humble guy, but I distinctly remember you rallying students at King's College 25 years ago to go fill sandbags to defend against raging waters that were exceeding the capacity of the dam in Wilkes-Barre. Can you tell me and our listeners about how that felt and what motivated you to take this leadership role as a servant leader? Uh, well, listen, I, I come from a, a family of faith, and I've been very blessed uh 
being raised by uh, a mom and dad, my dad a Navy vet, and then put up a police officer, and my mom is um, really the the backbone of our family. Uh, she's a woman of faith, and um, my brother, sister, and I, I grew up about serving our country and serving our community, and so when I was at King's, and, and unfortunately, disaster struck, and, and six people were killed when um, when we had that massive flooding back in 1995. Um, I was lucky enough to, to be in a position um, as a leader as an RPC cadet and student government and, and uh, student government to rally some students, including you, Paul, and, and others. Uh, and I just reached out and, and did what I could to um, do what's necessary to go help sandbag along the Susquehanna River. Uh, and so, you know, it's when God calls you to serve, uh, you, 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 don't, you don't ask why, you, you just... You just jump right in. Patrick, I love that idea that you're talking about of hearing the call. And I've heard the call to ministry, but shortly after that disaster, you had a call of your own. When that crisis was over, President Clinton spoke words of life into you in front of thousands of people. And he stated that you had a bright future as a servant leader. How did that shape your future life choices? And what would you say to the thousands of unsung heroes who engage in similar acts of courage and service, but aren't fortunate enough to have the president of the United States recognize them for it? Well, it, it, I can't believe it was 25 years ago. It seems like uh, maybe a year ago, but yeah, it was Paul when we were both students at King's College. It's a great Catholic college in Wilkesbury, Pennsylvania, studied with Notre Dame. Um, but, you know, they, they had the opportunity to introduce President Clinton and speak in front of 5,000 folks uh, on national television was, was, was pretty awesome. Uh, and, you know, having someone like that speak so highly of you and, and be so kind to you was really, you know, a formative moment in my life. So I, I felt very blessed and, and lucky to be in that position. And uh, I joke sometimes that I peaked at age 21 and it's been downhill ever since. Uh, but, no, it's just... Uh, you know, a lot of folks did ask me that even back then, like, "Hey, do you want to, you know, run for office and what's next?" And I said, "Hey, I'm I'm hoping to earn my commission as a second lieutenant in the army, and and we'll see." And we're lucky enough to go on to serve and 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 hopefully do good things for our nation and the communities that we represent. Well, I remember even the president encouraging you to run for office. What would you say to people that? didn't have the opportunity to have the president speak to them. How, how would you encourage them to be able to be those unsung heroes and continue the work they're doing? Well, you know, to me, you know, I've, I have a servant's heart and I, or I try to have a servant's heart, especially during the spent season. And, and it's always about giving and it's always about trying to help others. And so there's a lot of different ways to serve. Paul, you and I serve uh, in probably the most uh, pure way through military public service. Uh, and, you know, people aren't there, you know, when we were there at 6.30 in the morning before the sun came up and, uh, you know, doing field training exercises in the weekends during colleges and then, during college and then, you know, serving overseas like you did and I did. Um, but I would say, you know, there's lots of different ways to serve. It doesn't have to be through the military. It does not always have to be through political public service. It doesn't always have to be through your church uh, or community service organization. There's there's different ways to do it. and uh, And... I think it's incumbent on all of us uh, to use our time, our talent, our treasure uh, to make this world a better place, uh, our community uh, and our country.
Honorable Patrick Murphy joining us here on the debut broadcast of Serving Our Nation with Dr. Paul McCullough as we broadcast to you live on News Talk 1400 uh, WOND. Patrick, I hope you don't mind me uh, jumping in uh, with just one question. I want, as I listen to you talk about serving and talk about service, uh, when I hear uh, or when I make the statement changing the lives of people you'll never know, what comes to mind for you? You know, I, for me, it comes in different forms. You know, when I was the first Iraq vet to be elected to Congress, you know, I, I kind of felt a responsibility and what we call in the military the burden of leadership to represent, you know, the 3.3 million Iraq Afghanistan veterans. So when I was in Congress to co-author a bill like the post-9-11 GI Bill, um, I won't know the 1.1 million students that are going to college right now on that post-9-11 GI Bill, uh, many of them service members or dependents of service members. Uh, I know one of them. One is my goddaughter, Katie Murphy, who's going to Penn State and just about to graduate. Uh, but there's there's over a million of them right now. And so for me, uh, that was an honor of a lifetime to serve in that capacity and to make my mark when I was there. Uh, but now, it's, you know, I was running the scoreboard uh, today at, at Grundy Arena in Bristol, Bucks County, uh, at my son's hockey, you know, to my, to my kid's life. So there's always, you know, the, the, you know working the scoreboard and, and the score sheet isn't a good hour's job when someone has to do it. But, you know, there's always different ways to serve, and you have to do it with humility. You have to do it with uh, a sense of pride, and you have to have fun while you're doing it. Patrick, I could not agree with you more that there's so many different ways to serve. And, you know, I remember when we were in ROTC together, you often motivated me and encouraged me to give my very best and believe in myself even when other people around me didn't. How would you recommend others live out the same attitude of servant leadership in the people that they work with and they interact with? Well, you know, one, um, we could all be better. And and part of it is just having that faith and confidence. I mean, uh, Paul, as you know, in the military, the, the President of the United States Commission's every one of our officers in the, in the military and you know you put this special trust and confidence uh in each of us so to go serve and be leaders of character not for those four or five years or in your case over 20 years of service uh but for a lifetime to be a leader of character for a lifetime of service uh so for me uh, and for i think for many people um just because you have challenges i mean i, I was a very skinny kid with acne when i was in college uh and uh, you know, I had struggled, you know, to put weight on, to, to pass physical fitness tests, even though I was a college hockey player, et cetera. But, you know, I stuck to it. And I saw you, you know, coming from South Philly, uh, you had that grit and that determination. And I knew, you know, if you put a little weight on, you kept working at it, uh, I knew you can get there. And, and you put your mind to it, uh, and you did a heck of a job. And then here you are now, you and your beautiful wife, also a King's College graduate with two beautiful kids. One who's bigger than both of us. Uh, Paul the Fourth is a phenomenal football player, defensive lineman, uh, who, who lifts a lot of weight. That lifts more weight now as a high school student than me and you could have done combined probably in college. That's but, truth. Um, you know, that's uh, you know, that's the that's the path and journey that uh, God has given us at this moment in our lives. Yeah. Patrick, since your time in the army, you've had countless successful endeavors in business and you've built a vast network of followers and friends. I know that one of your favorite phrases is, let me know if I can ever be helpful. And I know that you truly mean those words when you say them to people. How has your attitude of humility and service brought blessings to you in business? Well, you know, I, 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 you know, I counsel people. People want to, you know, I, I give 
speeches in front of a few hundred troops and their military spouses uh, before they transition out. We have about 200,000 uh, troops who become veterans every year. <laughs> and what do I say to them is, it's one thing to be confident in what you've done for our nation, and you should be very proud about that. But you also have to have empathy. You have to think about the person sitting across from you, uh, what she or, or he would want, and what their company needs, and what pain points can you help solve, and what in your background experience. you got to spell it out for them on what you bring to the table and how it will help them solve their problems or their challenges. Yeah, I remember when we were working together in WorkMerk and you gave me my first job in a civilian capacity when I retired, we were always talking about what are the pain points and even in a business capacity, what can we do to serve the organizations that we're working with and that is so true and it really just resonates what you were talking about before. You can serve in any capacity, in business, the community, the military, your family, so many different ways that you can serve people. Patrick, it's clear to me and I think to all of our listeners that God has truly abundantly blessed you and rewarded you for your servant's heart over the last 25 years. The one thing that we haven't talked about is your family, and I know that your kids are very important to you. Can you share with us how you've served your family over the years and the blessings that have come from that for you and for them? I know you just mentioned that you were at a hockey game and you were managing the scoreboard. What are the things are you involved with? Because I know that you were a very dedicated father. Well, if you ask my kids, sometimes I'm a pain in the neck. You know, they, they didn't like getting up for church today at 7 o'clock because it's Sunday and then I have school today, so they had to go be in school tomorrow. But you know, we had to go to the early mass because we had an early hockey game uh, mid morning. So, um, but I, you know, I was trying to teach them um, a life of character and a life of service. Uh, and you know, when I, you know, they put shovels when we had the seven inches of snow this week, so I gave them their their commission this week. We don't call it allowance or house call commission, but even like. You know, gave them each day $8, and I said, hey, put $1 aside for tithing. Put one, that dollar should go, you know, and do whether it's to our church or, or, you know, to just serving the poor or some other organization that we're giving back because we're all just stewards uh, uh, of God's blessings, and, and, and we have to do a good job at, at making the most of it and make it impactful for other people's lives. So I would say, you know, whether it's, my daughter would dance or her basketball or my son with basketball or hockey uh, or making sure I'm encouraging them to do well academically. Um, the most important thing is that they're doing what's necessary to, to serve our family, to serve our community, and hopefully maybe even have an opportunity someday to serve their country, whether that's the military or local public service or even just to vote in an election, no matter what local persuasion they go into. Like, it's important to be active, to be engaged, uh, and to be a true citizen in the greatest country uh, on this earth. Yeah, and Patrick, I, I so appreciate your servant's heart in all this. When you're talking about your family, it made me think of your father, Jack Murphy. What kind of influence has he had on you? I've seen a picture of you, your father, and your brother. What kind of influence has your father had on your family and the generations of Murphys and you know how that's affected your son and your daughter? Um, uh well, I would say, you know, uh, what is caught is taught. And what is caught is taught is, you know, when, when people see with their own eyes what you do, they catch you in the act and actually speak louder than words. So people can stand there and lecture all they want. But, you know, seeing uh, my dad work three, jo- <clears throat> three jobs, um, 
you know, I, I remember, you know, you would drive tractor trailers on the weekend sometimes, you know, when I was growing up. And I remember I missed the baseball game so I could go to Maryland with him. Or, or, you know, the fact that he was a security guard at two different places, you know, until he retired at, at 65. I mean, you know, the, him and my mom were two of the hardest working people I knew, uh, and they were all about family. And so, you know, every summer there's still 17 Murphys uh, that we get together at the Jersey Shore and, um, at, or we'll vacation other places sometimes, but, you know, we do that because, you know, we, we think it's about, um, you know, duty, honor, and country. Uh, and, and it's really about our family and, and serving and seeing how he's done it. And I'm hoping I'm providing that same example that my mom and dad showed my brother, sister, and me uh, to my kids and then my nieces and nephews. Patrick, thank you so much for that. I really appreciate your time today. Do you have any final thoughts uh, that you want to impart about servant leadership in the last 30 seconds or so that we have here today? No, listen, I appreciate, you know, I'm, I'm excited to be in the debut show, Paul. You know, it's, you, you are, like I said in the beginning, you're a leader of character, so I encourage people to visit your website uh, and sign up. And also, you know, obviously, you know, my, if I could ever be helpful, you know, where to reach me on my cell phone, but also obviously, to my social media account at Patrick Murphy PA, and whether it's Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, uh, you know, you and I are both servant leaders that are trying to help others uh, follow the dreams and meet the challenges that are placed in front of them. Uh, and so everyone has a journey, uh, and we could all be um, helpful uh, to others during our journey to make this community and this country even better. Amen. So thanks so much for having me, Paul, and God bless you. Patrick, thank you so much for your time today, and thank all of you listeners for joining us today on Serving Our Nation. We'll be back after a commercial break. Great stuff from our first guest, the Honorable Patrick Murphy. You want to find a hockey dad? You'll always find him at the ice rink. We'll get to our first commercial break here on Serving Our Nation with Dr. Paul McCullough. On the other side of the break, Pastor Phil Caparelli joins Reverend Paul back in a moment. Find your mercy, oh sinner, come kneel. Earth has no sorrow that heaven can't heal. So lay down your burdens, lay down your shame. All who are broken, lift up your face. W223CO Atlantic City. If you're interested in connecting with Dr. Paul McCullough or interested in being featured on the show, contact Jacob Media Partners via LinkedIn. Now, back to Serving Our Nation. And back here live on a Sunday afternoon with Serving Our Nation with Dr. Paul McCullough here on News Talk 1400 WOND. Special thanks uh, to our opening guest of the debut show, the Honorable uh, Patrick Murphy, uh, joining us for the uh, opening half hour of the broadcast. And a great guest lined up, sir, for uh, coming up here as the show rolls on here on a Sunday afternoon. Thanks, Joe. And I just want to give a quick background again on my next guest, Pastor Phil Caparelli. He's the development pastor at Kingsway Church, and he's also the director of Kingsway Leadership School. And not to mention, he's also my friend, my pastor, and my mentor. So, Pastor Phil, thank you so much for joining the show today. Yes, hello. How are you? Thank you so much for joining the show today. 
Oh, thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it. Well, Pastor Phil, uh, not many people know this, but you and I actually went to the same high school, and we never knew each other then, but God brought us together on a very special Saturday, a second Saturday of a month. Can you briefly share a little bit about the importance of that second Saturday program and how you and I started our friendship? Yeah, yeah, of course. You know, it's hard to believe. I was thinking about this a couple of days ago, and uh, in April, just a couple of months from now, it'll be five years ago that we were um, together at the second Saturday. And uh, just real quickly, the second Saturday is an initiative of our church, um, Kingsway Church in, in Cherry Hill, New Jersey, to, um, to just really meet the needs, practical needs of people in the community. We would come alongside of other organizations, other churches, uh, parachurch ministries, feeding programs, schools, and um for several years, I had the opportunity to just kind of give some oversight to that, and uh, from paint projects to making sandwiches and delivering to the homeless in places like Camden and Philly and throughout Burlington and Camden County. So um, that was a, a terrific program while we while we were doing it, and it's since morphed into some other things that we do a little bit more seasonally. But at one of those, um, just now almost five years ago, April of uh, 2016, I think it was, you and I were at a serve project just serving together, kind of teamed up together that day. We were actually helping another church out in the region and uh, we're helping put a fence around a little shed and we just started talking and um, came to find out we came from the same place in the city in Philly and went to the same school and kind of didn't really know each other but had some mutual friends and uh, I know we're just a few months apart in age but you're a year ahead of you are here ahead of me and um, since that time just built um, a wonderful friendship that I know has been um, and I, I hope you would say the same an asset to both of our lives and uh, it's just been a neat ride over the last few years. A hundred percent, and I am so thankful that I went to that serve program that day, and I decided to go over to that fence and start working with you, because that made all yeah, the difference in my life. But, you know, it shortly sure after that day, you invited me to a somewhat new program at that time, and it was called Leader Step. And as you know, Leader Step was instrumental in me taking my first steps towards becoming a licensed minister and deepening my relationship with you and with God. So my question to you is, how have you seen Leader Step affect other people, and what blessings has God given to you as the leader of it? Yeah, well, it was it was an honor. We ran that for um, two or three years, and and are currently reworking some of that to figure out new ways to package it and some new people to engage in it. And um, you know, it was a ten week journey together with about a dozen people and a couple of our leaders, where we said, "Hey, what could we do to grow?" So whether that's out in community, in the workplace, in the family, and wherever they have an opportunity to have an influence on other people. Um, how could we help them grow that influence? And so that, that was kind of the question, um, you know, the launch pad for us to begin the springboard off into, okay, well, let's put together some character uh, training, some leadership development. Let's look into um, into God's Word and see what, what it says about Jesus' leadership style. And then how, do we, how does that translate to a couple of years later and today? And um, that program... Um, like you know, Paul took off in, in a lot of unique ways to build a lot of friendships. I think in those couple of years, two or three years that we did it, we had about 70 or 75 people um, go through that, many of whom are still um, serving in their community, serving in their work, because they've seen their influence grow in some tremendous ways that they didn't even realize that they had, perhaps. Um, so it was a place for us to initiate conversation. Um, it wasn't so much, you know, the, the curriculum that we built. It was good stuff in there, of course, and we had fun teaching it and whatnot. But it was a place to facilitate some conversation and really learn in community together and challenge one another as we were influencing others. Well, Pastor Phil, i got to tell you, that program meant so much to me. And when you talk about 
growing your influence. When I first joined that program, I was just an Army officer, and that's all that I knew was just the United States Army. And since that time, well, with your mentorship and going through the Leader Step program and ministry credentials and all the things associated with that, I mean, I've certainly been able to grow my influence now with the different things that I'm involved with. So I just want to publicly thank you for everything that you've done through that program well, and being my mentor. Absolutely. It was an honor for us to do that. Well, you know, as a follow-on to Leader Step, you and the church leadership developed another program called Protege, which then morphed into Kingsway Leadership School, which you and I affectionately call KLS. And I have the privilege yeah. of serving under your leadership as the academic director for KLS, but I'd love your perspective on how KLS and Protege have helped to change lives and develop the next generation of servant leaders. Yeah, yeah, and that's the hard. You know, sometimes we can get lost in mission statements or taglines, and it, it just becomes, you know, nice on a banner or a poster or website, right? But um, the heart and passion behind what we do at Kingsway Leadership School, KLS, as you mentioned, is, is that. Is to, how do we develop next-generation servant leaders? And that, you know, that word servant there is so vital in my thinking and how I, not just church culture, but just, just the world, um, I think one of the things that we see lacking in our culture, uh, you know, a, across American culture, at least here in the West, I'd say, um, is that idea of, of serving others, right? You know, yeah. we think of leadership a lot um, in our culture and our society teaches is like, you know, you want to lead as many people as possible. You want to climb the ladder, you know, step on whoever you need to to get there, whatever it takes to kind of rise to the top, if you will. And, um, you know, the qualifying word there for me is is servant leadership. How do we build people that are willing to to humble themselves, you know, get down on the knee if it needs to be, roll up the sleeves, get your hands dirty, and serve other people, not looking for necessarily the glory or the honor or the fame out of it, but how could I propel other people forward in their relationships, in their career, um, in, in their in their own relationship with the Lord, you know, things of that nature. And so at, that's our that's our burning desire at, at Kingsway Leadership School. And the way we built that out is to say, hey, what, what does it look like practically? If we have a student for two or four years, we're even, as you know, offering master's programs now through our partnership with Southeastern University. But in building that out, we ask the question all the time of, all right, what can we do to impact their heart? Let's talk about the character and leadership development. Um, the head, academics, we want a robust academic option for students to not just come here for a few months and, and learn something that doesn't help them towards a degree or towards a career, but now having a two-, four-, or even six-year program where they can earn an associate's, bachelor's, or master's degree. And then, then the hands part, like how do we give them practical experience in the workplace and in the church where they can roll their sleeves up, get their hands dirty a little bit, and learn how things work um, and also earn credits for it while they're going to school. So um, the partnership there with Southeastern University and with the local church has been uh, enormous for us in helping students really learn who they are and grow into servant leaders. Yeah. Pastor Phil, you know, the one thing that I absolutely love about what you just said is the idea of rolling your sleeves up, getting your hands dirty, and getting in there, getting in the fight. And, you know, I don't know if you or people listening might have seen the logo for this show, but part of it is a bowl and a towel. And that represents the idea of servant leadership and Jesus Christ washing the feet of the apostles. And I know that as part of the KLS program, you gave that towel out to students as a symbol of that. I really love that idea. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I know that your official title at Kingsway Church is Development Pastor, and you've shared with me many times that your calling in life is to help others discover and fulfill their purpose. I know you've done that for me over the last five years, that our friendship has grown, and I'm sure that you've done the same for countless others. 
But what has that journey been like for you, speaking words of life into other people and helping them to become servant leaders? Yeah, yeah, that's um, that's um, a challenging and a fantastic question, Paul. I think the thing that it's done for me is, um, I mean, by nature, you know, I, I'm I'm a people person. I love being around people. There's I, I get a sense of energy and fulfillment when I'm when I'm engaged with other people. It's just one of my favorite things to do. And um, when I think about that, when I think about being around other people and going, and how can I help? How can I help move somebody forward? You know, wherever they're at in life, whatever they're doing, whether it's career, whether it's you know, family relationships, friendships, decisions they need to make. Um, part, of, part of what I feel like I've been called and created to do, um, I would ever go as far as to say, is to, is to do that, is to develop people, help them expand their level of influence. And when I say influence, you know, I'm not talking about, like, leading hundreds or thousands of people. I think sometimes we can make it too large, and, and sometimes the dream, and that's certainly there for some of us, but some of us are going to lead tens or twenties or fifties or hundreds or whatever, but the idea of, like, if you have influence on one other person, you're leading them, you know, and, and some people hear the word leadership and they run from it because they've had a bad experience in the past, they try to lead, it didn't work, they were underneath the authority or the jurisdiction of another leader who didn't lead as well, and that scarred them a little bit. So we hear leader, and for a lot of people, we're just like, no, that's not me, it's for somebody else. But the idea of leadership to me, and one of the ways we try to define it in our church and our culture, is to say, if you have influence on another person, you know, you're, you're a leader. So just very quickly, you know, for those of us that are listening and, and, and talking here today, you know, if, if you're a parent and you have two or three children, by nature of your position as their parent in their life, you have influence on them, so you're leading two or three, right? And so with that in mind, when I think of what it means to, to help others and speak into their life, to encourage them, to build them up, um, there's something in me that is just gets ignited watching somebody else step in to fulfilling the purpose that God would have for their life, whatever that is. You know, it doesn't matter what the career or the calling or the vocation is or what they do to earn a paycheck or a living even. It's, man, is there fulfillment and joy in that? And, and I'm okay. I feel, I feel this, this sense of um, great uh, fulfillment and, and a rewarding feeling of going there. Even if I point them to another person that helps propel them forward and I'm just that little connector in between, then so be it. And that's very rewarding. Yeah, I, I can imagine how great that must be, and it's just a privilege to come alongside you and do that with you in KLS. Well, we only have about a minute and a half left, but I just want to get one more question in with you before we leave today. Uh, you and I are both very passionate about people engaging in the Word of God and its ability to transform your life. What would you say to someone that might be skeptical about its applicability to situations in present-day circumstances? Yeah. Well, I would say first off to, to kind of disarm that is I get it. Um, that makes sense to me that it could seem to, to be irrelevant, you know, for a book that's been written thousands of years ago. And um, But I would also say this. I would say, hey, you know, give it a try. Um, read it and do what's in there and see if it works, you know. that And that takes a little bit of putting our guard down and kind of letting go of some maybe stereotypes or some preconceived notions coming into it. But just take something as simple as, like, you know, the greatest commandment. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And then love your neighbor as you love yourself. What if we just took that part, you know, loving our neighbor as ourself? What can you do practically for someone else and, and see what happens? See what happens as a result of that. So if, if we read it, even though if we look through skeptical, a skeptic's lens um, and, and vantage point, but if, if we say, hey, you know what, I'm, gonna, I'm willing to try this. I'm willing to make some application. Give it a shot. And see what happens. You know, I think sometimes it's that simple. And allow God to not only to speak through his word, but through the experience of you trying to apply that thing in your life. Amen. Pastor Phil, thank you so very much 
for joining us on Serving Our Nation today. And we're going to come back in just a few minutes after the next break. This is Serving Our Nation with Dr. Paul McCullough. As we come to you live on a Sunday afternoon on Newstalk 1400, WOND, back in a moment. That's how we fight our battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battle. This is how I fight my battle. What we're doing tonight. This is how I fight my battle. You're listening to Serving Our Nation with Dr. Paul McCullough, a Jacob Media Production. Live on a Sunday afternoon, the opening show of Serving Our Nation with Dr. Paul McCullough. Quick first hour, uh, almost in the books. So, Joe, I just want to do a quick recap of really some of the highlights of the discussion we just had with the Honorable Patrick Murphy and Pastor Phil Caparelli. You know, they talked about all these different ways that you can serve. And, you know, when Patrick talked about how you can serve in business, I was really thinking about when you go into the workplace There are so many different people that are around you, and you have no idea what their pain points are. But there might be somebody that's having financial problems. There might be somebody that's having health problems. Somebody might be having problems with their kid being in trouble. There could be any litany of things going on, health, whatever. And the real issue is that you can come alongside that person, and you can help them. You can pray for them. You can say, how can I help you? How can I serve you? What can I do to be helpful, as Patrick would say? And then when you look at things in the community, how you can serve there, you can be on the board of directors for an organization if you're someone that has those kind of connections. And even if you don't want to be on the board of directors, how about just getting out and serving and volunteering in your community? There's got to be something that each person is passionate about. So take that thing that you're passionate about and find an organization that's aligned with that. You can get out and you can volunteer and you can serve with that organization. When Patrick was talking about resources, we only have two real resources as human beings. We've got our time and our money. And Patrick was talking about, well, he encourages his kids to give a tithe or 10% of that money. I'm a big believer in the tithe, and I think it's something that we're obligated to do. But even if you would say, well, hey, listen, you have no idea. Like, I don't have the money to be able to give 10%. That's just not pleasable for me. Well, what about giving your time? All of us have 24 hours in a day. Can you go and maybe just serve at the local community? Can you serve at the soup kitchen? Can you help a homeless veteran? Can you help go give blood to the Red Cross? There's a hundred different ways that you can serve in your community. You know, one thing that I have found in my life experience tells me, and I'll ask you to weigh in on this, uh, serving is contagious. It really is. Meaning people will react to what you do. Yeah. I will tell you, Pastor Phil mentioned the Second Saturday Project. And one of the things that we would do is we would pack up lunches and clothes, and we would take them to homeless veterans in the streets of Philadelphia. And my two kids came along with me on one of those occasions. And my daughter and my son were there, and they observed me serving and praying for people. And at first, they were just in the sidelines. And after a few minutes, they said, Dad, I, I want to help. I want to pray for people. I want to give out clothes. I want to give out food. So it absolutely is contagious. And, you know, when we look at faith, 
it doesn't really matter to me what your faith background is. But the thing that's really important is the perspective of, are you on a cruise ship where you're just kind of along for the ride and you listen to the pastor's sermon on a Sunday morning? Are you on a battleship? Are you really engaged in fighting for your faith and living out your faith on a daily basis? I think that's very, very important in the perspective of how you're serving in your faith. And then the military, Patrick had mentioned that less than 1% of the people in our country actually serve the military. And even if you say, well, maybe I'm not physically qualified to be in the military, Okay, that might be true. What are you doing to support the troops? Can you send care packages? Can you send letters? There are ways that you can serve the military, even if you can't physically wear the uniform for whatever reason. Yeah, a good friend of yours, you don't have to look too far. A good friend of yours who helped connect our dots and in some kind of way factored into the creation of serving our nations, gentleman by the name of Joe Griffey's, well-known in South Jersey, uh, tremendous in terms of the amount of work that he does with the USO uh, and in helping veterans. Exactly. Joe Griffiths is an excellent example of serving in the community. Thank you for that. And the last thing that you could do is you can serve your family. Patrick talked about how he's going to a hockey game and doing a scoreboard for his kids. Well, what about what you can do to serve your spouse, right? People are very, very quick to point out in Ephesians, it says, wives, submit to your husbands. But what about the other part of that equation? Husbands, love your wives. And so when you really unpack that and you look at what loving is, it's sacrificial love. What are you willing to give up? Are you willing to die to yourself daily for the sake of your wife and your kids and your extended family? And so I really think that serving is for everyone. It's in all walks of life. And Pastor Phil talked about when you're growing your influence, it can be anywhere. It's moving somebody along forward. It's helping to change lives like you were talking about, move them forward, help them to grow and develop. And I really believe that if you see a need, you need to fill a need. The senior pastor at my church talked about we're all ministers because we're all called and we all have a special gift. And so I really believe that we have to live that out. We're obligated to live that out. Take the last minute, if you will, Paul, uh, and define for the listening audience that word serve again. Well, I really believe that when you serve, it is something where you are using your talents, you're using your resources, your time, your money, and you're making a difference in the world. And the last thing I would say is on my logo, it says John thirteen thirty four. So that scripture verse was very important to me. It was read by a chaplain in Kuwait, and it talks about a new command I give you. You're to love others as I have loved you. So there's different love languages, and there's an entire book written on that. But that love language isn't just for a romantic relationship. That can be applied in business, all walks of life. And I would encourage people to use those love languages and to serve people in all walks of life. And the last thing that I would say, Joe, is when you are going forward in your day-to-day life, you should always be asking yourself, how can I help? So, again, I would just encourage people to take a look at my website. It's Reverend Dr. Paul. Dot com R-E-V-D-R-Paul.com, and it has been a true honor and a privilege to be here hosting this program here today, Joe. Fifteen seconds. Tell the audience what's coming up a week from today, next Sunday at 4. We have two very special guests. We have Miss Dana Spain. She's the founder and president emeritus of Haven, among many other things. And we also have Miss Kristen Leone. She was the top 10 finalist for the Miss Veteran America. And she's also the host of Breaking Barriers. So I'm very excited about our guest next week. That's going to do it for Serving Our Nation with Dr. Paul McCullough here on News Talk 1400 WOND. On behalf of Reverend Paul, on behalf of James, I'm Joe Krause. See you next time, everybody. I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you.